straight, straight from South Africa. South Africa. This is the strange and mysterious world with your hosts, Lee Straightman, William Collinson, Collinson. Welcome to Strange and Mysterious Worlds. This is Lynn William for 2024. Yeah, sure. Well, um, how was uh, how was your? Oh, listen. By the way, your that muse thing that you sent me, that headband, arrived uh, on Wednesday. Man, oh, I was cool. so excited. Like, I went to Postnet. Um, I went in there. I forgot my bloody ID, but lucky I had a copy on my phone because now I thought, oh shit, I'm gonna have to go all the way home to get my ID. But um, they they gave it to me. I I rushed home, dude. I was supposed to be at work, <laughs> but I rushed home. Uh, plugged it into the, the bunk. Uh, worked for a bit of meditation. That's great. Okay, it's just no, it's just far off now. But I, I I rushed home. I put it onto charge. Could see okay, cool. Everything's charging. The lights are on. Everything's working. And then I went off to work. Um, obviously downloaded the app and that kind of stuff. And then that night, yes, dude, I couldn't wait. There when I when I. Just before I went to sleep, probably about half an hour before I went to sleep, I tried it out. It was so cool. It's so, so cool, dude. I mean, it, it, it's, it is a bit distracting because there are like quite loud noises. And I, I didn't actually realize how active your brain is. When I'm thinking it's actually, I'm calm and collected and I'm just concentrating on my breathing. Yes, there's no ways, dude. That rainfall was going one way. <laughs> it's it like a storm, like a tropical storm. So oh. for in case the people that, that are listening that understand, Muse works on uh, um, Muse is like a headband that, that, that measures your uh, your brain waves, uh, and it, and it determines how um, you know when you're in your relaxed state, how often you get to a, a type of meditative state, or how how often your brain starts becoming active. And even if you think that your brain is is calm and relaxed, it's actually not. And there's there's these different uh, meditations, and some of them have got like rainforest, so. If your brain is calm and relaxed, the, the rainfall is, is almost like a drizzle. And you can, yeah, it's like slight rain. But if your brain is active, it becomes like really noisy. Um, so it, it sounds like, like a like rainfall. Like a yeah, it's like heavy. And then every now and then those birds chirped in, which was actually quite cool because that, that, that you know that you're on them, you're meditating at that state. And, and it, you know, like I said, I've been trying to meditate for, for many years. And I thought when I put this on, I thought, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be doing this like one way it's sharp easy it's not a i'm like so yeah. far away where i thought i really would <laughs> so, but that's cool that that shows me that I'm, I'm so far behind and with the stuff that i've been doing every night now except for last night i fell asleep while i was doing it but i was lying down i'm not supposed to lie down you're actually supposed to be sitting up for that stuff but um, i fell asleep in, into it but uh it was it's awesome i must say look what's actually quite nice about it is it starts up with five minute meditation sessions and then it goes up to seven minutes, then it goes up to 11 minutes, and then you can make it run longer, which I yeah. think, especially for people that are starting it off, it's quite cool because to sit one time for half an hour, people won't, they can't manage it. It becomes uh, monotonous and boring, and eventually they give up. So when you're starting the small stages, it's actually quite nice. And for yeah. me to go back to the beginning and to start off again, it's actually got me motivated to keep going. So that yeah. news works so well, but that meditation yeah. thing is so, so nice. Eh? Yeah, and it's pretty cool because it gives you like a graph of like how, uh, like what, how much of a meditative state you're in, how your stillness yep. gives you a graph of your stillness, it gives you a graph of your heart rate, and it also shows yep. you, you can see over it, it 
collected data over a few, like well, as long as you do it, and then you can see the graph over the days of the month that you're training or, or meditating. Yeah. You can see your progress. Uh, you know, so it shows you how what you, you had a good day or a bad day, and you can see like, you know, if you're improving or you're disproving. But um, that's why I stopped using it because it became such like uh, like a competition. A con competition. And then when I would have a shit day, I would like be so upset. You know, like I'm like, oh my god, man, why didn't I have a shit day? And then like, you know, so. Now I've just gone back to just enjoying it. But there's also what also used to irritate well, it irritates me when people say, like, oh no, I don't I don't meditate because I'm not good at it. And it's like it doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, what do you mean you're not, you're not you know, you know, like no, because my mind I'm just like because you don't see you don't hear people go like I don't go to gym because I'm not good at it. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's not the point of being good at it, it's the point of just like doing like, it, doing it. So you yeah. know if you rock up there and you and you sit there for 10 minutes and you were thinking the whole time, you know, it's like you go to gym and you, you know, you, you lift a few weights and then, you know, you get a bit stronger and you go the next day and you work and then you stop Correct. working your muscle. And that's with meditation. Yeah. Like, it's also why I don't understand when people say like, yeah, I meditate. And then they tell me, you know, they meditate once a week. And I'm like, well, it's like pointless because, you know, you, you can't go to yeah, gym. Yeah, it's like going to gym once, once a week. It, once a week help. and you're never going to build yeah. the muscle, you know, so. You've got to do it a daily practice um, and twice a day, yeah. you know, if you can. So, and then say people say, I'm too busy to meditate, but that's the, 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 the biggest like lesson that I've learned is that if you, if you're too busy to meditate, that means you've got to meditate more. Yeah. So like, if you're too busy to meditate for like uh, 10 minutes in the morning, then you should be meditating for 20 minutes because like actually yeah. it, it, it calms your mind down so much like so that because like 80 percent of the stresses that you're going through the day or whatever like that stuff doesn't even get done or like or, or or it's 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 stresses that don't even happen so like you're doing a lot of activity that's unnecessary like with your work and everything so if you can calm that down you you'll get you'll get more done a lot quicker because all but, but even say hundred percent even say what you're saying there now i wake up on average between half past five and six o'clock every morning and the first thing I do, I'll be honest, the first thing I do is I'm on my mobile phone and I'm either playing games or I'm doing something that's taken up, it takes up about an hour before I actually get up. So I could actually be using at least 15, 20 minutes of the time, just get up, go and meditate because I'm, I'm doing nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing a mindless, stupid mobile game that I'm, I'm playing just to kind of maybe get my mind awake or whatever the situation is. But it's, I could be using that in a better way. And go and meditate for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, sure. I mean that because that's what I've I've noticed about myself is that after quite a while of doing this meditative practice, I actually like I just went off the Facebook and I went off the Instagram. I went off like I mean, I don't even watch TV series or movies anymore. And I'm in the film industry and I don't even actually I can't <laughs> I don't even like watching a movie anymore. But it's like it's like my brain's like I don't know what it did to me, but it it's obviously like I I, I don't find necessary to have this other st st stimulus you know also i mean also because I, I, it makes you makes it made me more sensitive to realize what's going on when i do look at these things and it, it is like i feel like you know all this like different sensations of like this you know it's like dooms doomsday porn it's like you go onto twitter and it's like the world <laughs> everyone's just talking about you look at it and you're like oh my god the the world. but it's like <laughs> yeah it's like exciting but it's like it's so frustrating and it makes you angry and it's like all this like huge array of emotions going through you and it's like you know it's, it gets addictive so you just want to look look at the next thing the next thing and it's um yeah so it's very it's very peaceful not going on those things 
Yeah. Um, but I must say, lots of, even at night, I, I, I don't know why, I tend to fall asleep on the couch a lot. If I'm watching a movie, uh, you know, it could be eight at eight at night. If I if I lay down, I'm gone. <laughs> I'll, I'll be awake for two minutes and then I'm gone. I wake up at eleven o'clock and then all I want to do is just go to bed. You know, go to sleep. So I think it's I think it's about doing habits. What do they say? If you do if you do something for a month constantly, the ha- it becomes a habit. So I think that's what it actually needs to do. I think See people that. just need to say, all right, cool. A little bit of time, spend even ten minutes at night. Go for your shower, bath, whatever it is, while you're still nice and relaxed and you're not sleeping. And then go and even before you eat, maybe before you have something to eat. Because normally when you eat, you want to sleep after you've had something to chow. I mean, that's a natural process of a human being, isn't it? Because your whole body starts, it's in that whole process of like digesting food. And that's not that's that you're relaxing. You're not doing any activities and you kind of want it to not off. So maybe even before you eat, have a quick meditation session. But yeah, no, but oh, that's bit, you, you I, I tried be... something. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should actually meditate on an empty stomach. That's actually that's yeah. that's the that's the that's the best uh, yeah. way to because like your energy all goes everything goes to the stomach. So if you want to get the energies, you know, directing up the spine and where they should be going in the body, you should have an empty stomach for it yeah. to just distribute uh, evenly instead of it's all just yeah. rushing to the stomach and and losing all of that. that yeah, uh, and I think also people must be careful because I was driving the other day. I was on my way to work. It's only about twenty minutes. And I was trying that technique with the breathing, you know, with, with the, the low, the one that comes right from the back. Oh yeah, uh, that technique from the clear, the clear. Yeah, I was driving, yeah, but yes, I almost went into a like a. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's you what I of, say, man. Too, those things. <laughs> I thought, you know what? Let me. Let, I'm not doing anything. Let me just do this while I'm driving. And I'm like, oh. Hey, dude, <laughs> I went. To, I was like, I actually don't know how I got to work. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't recall the trip. <laughs> He's just levitated there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just don't do it while you're driving. Don't, don't do it while operating with heavy machinery. <laughs> That's brave. <laughs> yeah, so no, no, I won't do that again. Eh? But yeah, yeah, it was it was quite weird. It was actually very very. Weird. How's your meditation stuff going with the Monroe Institute? I had one more. I mean, we spoke about my last uh, interesting experience, but then you know I haven't had anything else. I've actually got bad flu the last three days and. Actually, the first day of the bad flu, I had another, I wouldn't call them my out-of-body experience. I'm, I'm calling them lucid dreams. But I had the, another lucid dream, and I was again in another place where I didn't know where I was. And I remembered- Is I was, this why you had flu? Yeah, it was the first day where I was feeling okay. really sick. Okay. Okay. And then, um, so I had the, you know, I put the headphones on or whatever, and um, and did the Monroe thing. I'm, I think I'm on like track seven now. And I came out of body, and I didn't know where I was like usual but i could see everything around me or whatever but then i and i realized oh yeah i'm having one of those least dreams let me fly so i tried to fly and i would i would take off for a while but then i'd come back and i was taught and the more i tried to fly the less and less i could until i couldn't actually take off anymore and then i woke up that's <laughs> been frustrating thank you man yeah I've, I've had those dreams before the flying dreams where you're like you you take off but you're like two feet above the ground and <laughs> you can't get higher <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah, but you know they say that they say with regards to the flying thing. You know that apparently when everybody sleeps, everybody in the in the world, even animals. Yeah. When you sleep, your spirit body dislodges from from the, the physical body. Yeah, yeah. They say and, the and, it kind of, and it sits. Yeah, it sits about thirty centimeters above the body on average. 
Yes. Okay, kind of that's where it hovers while you're sleeping. And this is sometimes why people get that feeling of flying is because you actually are you you are out of your body, but you're not like going around the world. You 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 you've kind of astral projected to slightly just above where you are. Yeah. Sometimes you can control it where you can go out further and you can do whatever it is. But that's yeah. that's some of the theories that come through. Yeah. Yes, I was I was that you astral travel every night anyway, it's just to become aware of it. Yeah, and all different dimensions and whatever, but um. Yeah, so what are we, what's on the cards today? Right, so we're going to chat a little bit about Reiki. I, I know it's a, it's a Japanese uh, form of therapy. <clears throat> Look, I, I know you've you've kind of been, uh, I know you've done the studies for Reiki, and I know you've you you're a qualified Reiki sensei. Well, that's teacher uh, in Japanese, in case <laughs> anyone doesn't know. But you you can teach Reiki, eh? or do you can you practice it? No, no. The, if you had to teach it, geez, that's like that is such. Okay, uh, so you can practice. Well, the one it. that I studied, I studied in Sophic Reiki. Um, yeah. But to, to teach it, it's like such a thing, and there's only one place you can learn how to teach it, and that's in uh, Toronto. Um, oh wow! So, okay. And it's like you have it's such a long thing. I mean, you have to also because they they teach you. It is one level one, two, and three, and they uh, you have to learn all three. Which level one and level two is like a three day course. Then level three, you have to do like it's like a whole week of like and going basically doing one and two plus three all in one week. Then you have yeah. to like then you have to teach 180 people. Also, before you get to three, you have to do 50 hours of Reiki before you get to number three. Then like as a practitioner. Then then when you're at level three, if you want to learn how to teach it, you have to do 180 days, 180 people in succession without any breaks for 180 days before you can actually go and start training how to teach it. Jeez, that's quite a process, eh? So it's, um, well, look, of, of, this, of, of the stuff that I've been researching uh, with regards to uh, Reiki, apparently it was refounded uh, because it's quite old, apparently. It's like around Jesus' time. Apparently Jesus was the first Reiki master, uh, according to some, some theories. But uh, I think it was in nine, in the 1920s, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Osoi. Um, he was the uh, <laughs> first Japanese to, to, uh, to rediscover it. And he taught another guy by the name of uh, Dr. Hiyashi. Um, but according to, according to some literature, there was actually a dude back in 1914 that had a different form of rape. His name was Dr. Not Dr. His name was uh, Kawakami. Okay, so I don't know why I've got the Japanese accents going on there. Yeah, all the years of karate and stuff. You got the Sensei Kiyomi. Aurai! Suzuki! Kawasaki! Shit. So I know they, they or he was the apparent, the first the guys that brought it back again. I know it's to do with the energy healing. Um, it's been linked heavily with Buddhism. Do you know the interesting fact? There's actually Catholic nuns that use Reiki in the yeah, US. Sure, it's it's actually yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually quite a it's quite a thing. But the Catholic uh, the bishops they reckon that it's, it's actually contrary to Christianity. Uh, so it's not really a, something that's that's smiled at. But if you go back to the theories that Jesus was the first Reiki master, because you must remember his healings, everything had to do with hands. I mean, he would just lay his hands on people and he would heal them. And this is the whole concept of Reiki, isn't it? So. Is it possible that he was the first Reiki sensei? Uh, then it's possible. I mean, uh, look, that that's kind of about my knowledge on Reiki. I understand. I know that it's energy healing. 
I know that it's about trying to keep the boss, the body into a. It's the same as what's his name, man. Uh, the, the guy we were discussing last week, uh, the, the the school that you went to, the guy that invented that school. Yeah, the Waldorf school. Rudolf Steiner. Yeah, so Rudolf Steiner, um, he had the same sort of philosophy of mind, body, and spirit. And I think with Reiki, it's the same thing. You, you need to balance the mind, body, and spirit. Because if one is out, then you your body actually takes a, a, a dip and you start getting sick and all sorts of stuff. So it needs to be in balance all the time, like your pool. Think about your pool. How many times you've you got to throw uh, HDH or you've got to put acid? If you put too much acid, the pool goes green. If you put too much uh, HDH, your pool is like uh, chemically blue. So you've got to have a right balance to keep the neutral. So I know the, the, the body, the human body, because we're mostly water, it works the same thing. I think your neutral balance is like 7 pH, I think. I, I stand to be corrected on that for the human body. Yeah. And if it falls below that, you get sick. If it goes above that, you get sick. So it's got to be like, a, yes, it's got to be in that neutral. Exactly, because it also helps you balance your right and your left hemisphere of your brain. So exactly yeah. when you're saying like that, well, this is what I was taught, that it's like it, it, it balances that and the left and right hemisphere of the brain so that you, you are in a, the correct condition to heal. Because a lot of people, they don't yeah. like healing because those things are all out of whack and they, they're, they're just, it's too much stress on them that they can't actually get the right. Because we actually all have ensophic ray energy flowing through us so we wouldn't actually be alive. But it's like to, and also we can actually heal ourselves they want me, that's what we're doing mm. all the time like every second of the every millisecond we you know repairing your cells and everything it's just that if we out of whack and we, we can't do it properly so then yeah reiki like helps balance the hemispheres does all of that exactly what you said so that you you, you, you kind of get out of the way of yourself so that you can actually heal your, yourself properly that's yeah you know one of the aspects of the job yeah and then obviously the other thing that you can correct me if i'm wrong on this but the other thing is some sort of uh, meditation involved with regards to uh, bringing the energies into the body that you can then release to the the person that you that you're working with? It's massive to do with healing hands. Reiki practitioners, I think their hands are the most important thing. There's nothing else you can heal the body with but your hands. I think because of it's it's, it's an extension, and because I think you can everything that that's that you can feel is in your hands. Yeah, it's you've, hands you've got more it's sensitive hands than you are. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it is your hands, I mean, your, your hands, hands are more yeah. sensitive than your feet, hundred percent. So, yeah, I think there's a, a some sort of breathwork meditation involved there. I don't, as 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 far as, as I can remember, I don't think it's really there's not religion involved. I mean, you could use God as your so if you were a Christian, as an example, and you were practicing Reiki, you could use God as your your instrument to receive the power to then heal. If you were a Buddhist, you would then use the the inner Kundalini energies and those kind of things to uh, correct me again if I'm wrong. But you can use your inner energies to then bring through and heal the people. That's if you're a Buddhist. If you were a Taoist, you would be using something else. If you if you were Hindu, because um, Hindus practice this quite often as well, you would be then um, communicating, or you'd be believing that Shiva or Brahma or one of the other gods would be assisting you with the healing. So I don't think religion plays a massive part. I think that's just the, the source of the of the energy. If, if I'm right, correct me there. Yeah, well, it, it, it's, well, what I learned was an ensophic ray, which, which is called ensophic reiki. Ensophic reiki, ensophic ray is like the, the energy that is it's nothing and it's everything. Like I don't know, there's also something in, in um, 
Hindi, what is it called? That uh, everything is, is it's nothing and everything at the same time. But it's all yeah. within us, it's all around us, it's everything. So you're actually calling on that energy, and that's what Jesus used in his healing, like you said earlier. But I mean, I, 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 I'll let, let me tell you the story first about how I got into Reiki before I bore everybody with um, yeah, cool, go with, for it. With, with thing. But anyway, so I mean, we on the last episode, we went into like you know, basically your um, alcoholism. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, being an alcoholic and uh, getting into spirituality and everything. And yeah. um, so once I le- once I found out, you know, that this like that there's you know something more to us in this just this physical world and and seeing some really strange things and realizing, okay, well, there's you know some of this energy healing and whatever it's real. So and I went on, you know, like since then, I you know I went on such a long, I mean, and I'm still trying every day, you know, to heal myself and learning new things or whatever. But I mean, I tried everything that was available in, in Johannesburg in terms of energy, healing, and alternative holistic things or whatever. But Reiki was on top of the list because I knew that because everybody kind of knows what Reiki is, really. So I, I, I found a Reiki practitioner and she like, you know, she she convinced me to take this package deal, right? Which was very <laughs> expensive. I mean, like, I hope I have like good selling um, <laughs> skills. skills that she did because she sold me this package. It was like, it was intense. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is it. So anyway, so I went to the, the first Reiki healing thing and, you know, like I lie on the bed there and she's doing this thing over me with her hands and whatever. And I, and I, and I feel nothing, you know? So it's like three, it's three, three sessions. So then the, the next, the next one I go there and then she does the same thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit, when I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? I can't feel anything. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, people say you feel warmth and you feel like something or whatever. I didn't feel yeah. nothing. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm thinking maybe she knows she's a con artist or like maybe, or maybe this is just a load of bullshit, whatever. It's a so, 50 grand con. <laughs> yeah, I was say. So anyway, so, but, yeah. so, um, so, the, so then the third time she was sick. So she said, no, no, don't come in to the today because um, I'm sick. I don't want to give it to you. Uh, but let's do this remote healing thing. Let me do it remotely, she said. So I so firstly I was actually quite I was like quite um relieved because actually I didn't even want to go again because I thought, okay, this is just a load of crap or whatever. And she said, let's do it remotely. So I thought, okay, let's, you know, I'm open-minded and, and let, let's try it remotely. So at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the dumbest thing I'm ever doing. Because like firstly, it's like when I was lying there, nothing was happening. Now she's gonna do it remote. I, I mean, like it's like I'm not even believing it now. Now she wants to do it remotely. This is like by far. <laughs> the stupidest thing like what am i like when she said okay you gotta lie down at this time and you gotta um you know give me a picture of you and whatever and i, I like lay there and we communicate by whatsapp and i'm just like i'm just thinking oh my gosh this is so stupid like but anyway let's just you know i've paid for it let me just lie here and see <laughs> so and, and i'm lying and all i also all i could think was like thank god i'm not with my ex because if she found out how much money i paid for this thing and <laughs> and what i'm doing she would be, we'd be having the biggest fight of our lives right now <laughs> So <laughs> I just literally lied there. And and then all of a sudden, Lee was like as if like a giant cat or like somebody was walking up my body from my feet all the way up into until my stomach and then back down. And then up and I got the fright of my life because like firstly I thought, like, oh my God, there's like an entity in my room and it's like on me. It's like touching me. So like I'd kept looking down at the blankets to see if there was like imprints on the blankets of something, but I was so because I was thinking, is this is this her or is there something in my room? Is it like a ghost? Like, am I getting possessed? Like, 
But at the same time, I got so excited because I was like, something's happening. Like, I don't care if it's the Reiki of these, like, of these spirits or whatever, but like, this is like some super, super paranormal, like, fucking activity happening here. Like, I was like in the state of excitement. Ecstasy. But yeah. it, 50 grand well spent. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm in the state of terror and excitement at the same time. And I'm lying yeah. there, like my heart was racing because like it was just kept on going up and down my body, up and down my body. And then when she when it when she said it's uh, like uh, it's over, it it left. So I was like, okay, well, geez, okay, well, something happened. This is great. There's something to this. It's like this is it's real. It's real. Something's mm-hmm. real. But I mean, after I didn't feel any healing, like I mean, like, nothing. Couldn't I don't know what healed. <laughs> I still felt the same for like weeks after that. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it whatever. But something happened and I was excited about that. I was like, okay, well, there's definitely something to that. Anyway, so like uh years oh yeah, then then there was a spiritualist church down the road. I found out this about the spiritualist church. Have you ever been to spiritualist church? I haven't, no. Well, anyway, so like I love seeing psychics, um, but I got to watch out because it it, it gets quite exciting. Like uh, it becomes like not like an addiction or whatever, but like it's like I, I feel like oh I want to go see one all the time, you know. And especially because I think I think a lot of them are so good at telling you the good stuff that it, it gets ex- exciting <laughs> and it's like a way of getting you back or something. No, but psychics, the ones that I've seen are actually really good because like in a, in, a, in a period of six months, if they if you've seen them like. We want to see them more than twice. They actually, the, especially the one she says, like, look, no, this is, this is, you know, you, you, you can't come, you, like, just wait, just let things happen and see what, you know, like, don't make this become like an obsession, or whatever, which is, you know, good. But um, you know, and also once this, this uh, one psychic told me some really bad news, and it actually happened, and then I, and then it actually terrified me, and then I thought, okay, no, actually, I don't want to see psychics now because I don't want to hear the bad stuff now, you know, so like. So I went to the spiritualist church because it's so cool because like the 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 spiritualist people they come and they like in the audience they like give you like free psychic readings. So I'm like, geez, this is cool. Like this, I'm saving nine hundred bucks here, you know, You're like a free one. <laughs> so before the church starts, they have healing sessions. So you you go and you get Reiki, like done for okay. free. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, great. Let me try this Reiki thing because my knee was hurting. My knee was no. hurting. Like the thing that comes and goes in in my life, uh, this bum knee of mine. So it was acting up and I thought, okay, well, you know, that Reiki thing, I had a quite an interesting experience there, but um, let me see if, the, if this Reiki thing can heal my knee. So I went to this, uh, I went to the spiritualist church and I'm lying down there. This guy is like, you know, he's doing this, you know, doing the Reiki thing on me. And then I feel him by my leg and I feel this like pulling on my leg. Like it's like he's pulling my leg and I'm thinking, geez, this is weird. Like, and I was with the other lady. She never touched me once. Like, and this guy was like pulling my leg. So then, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but then there was wooden floorboards, and then I heard him. He's walking here by my head, and I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, what the hell's pulling my leg like this? Like something's really yeah. pulling." So that was interesting. But then my knee never got better. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, but the thing is, uh, what I've learned now is that you actually have to do it quite a few times for it to actually start working. You know, like anything in life, really. It's like because I thought it was like a miracle yeah. cure. I thought, "Fuck it," you know. I'm gonna pay like, you know, six thousand rand and have my three sessions, and I'm like, I'm be, you know, healed and levitating and um, you know, be walking in the street, <laughs> but um, but it's yeah. so it obviously takes more healing. But so like, I, I, so I know that there's something working, and that was a great experience because it, it made me believe, okay, there's something truly there that is actually something that's working. What also made me scared is like when I was following Sadhguru for quite a while. 
he started saying that no, that if you do any any energy work, that it actually just replaces from wherever it is in your system, like wherever the 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 problem is, like say my knee. If you fix my knee, that energy that was whatever was problem with my knee, it would just manifest somewhere else in the body, and then now you'll get all there. And also, like karmically, it goes in a cycle with that energy system that 18 months later, you will get extreme like uh, bad karma, something terrible will happen to you and the Reiki practitioner. This is what Sadhguru's thing is. You can on YouTube really? and have a look that, that doesn't make sense. Though. So like, yes, yeah, so I was quite scared of it when I heard about that because I was really into Sadhguru at the time. But anyway, so now, so now I've done this course. So then we're not, because now I'm at the Modern Mystery School, where, you know, I'm doing like a lot of their stuff and um, and I have an Sophic Reiki here. So I go to the Sophic Reiki and I'm thinking, okay, great, I can't wait to, to learn how to do this, you know? So anyway, so they, they say that the, so the history basically is that, um, you know, I can't do the accents like you and the names. I, I'm such a bad student. I have to even look in the book yet. What, the, <laughs> Kawakami, Usoi, and Hayashi. Uh, so anyway, so there was a <laughs> there was a Buddhist monk. His name was Mikau Usui, the one you said. Usui, Doctor Usui. Usui, yeah. So anyway, see, he was a monk, and he was, and he was, you know, he was really wants to wanted to get enlightened, and uh, and and he was doing everything at the monastery, and, and he was getting frustrated because he just wanted to be enlightened. He kept on going to his his uh, master, or whatever you want to call it, and he said, "You know, you know, I'm doing everything. Why aren't I getting enlightened? What must I do?" So. His sensei or master, or whatever, said, "You go up Mount Kamal and go and meditate up there for I don't know what a year or whatever." But so anyway, so he went up there, and um, he became enlightened. And he came running down the mountain, so excited to go to tell his uh, sensei he, he's he's done it, whatever, and he stubbed his toe. See, even enlightened people can, you know, make mistakes and and trip and stuff. <laughs> so he, he he stubbed his toe, and it was bleeding or whatever, and he put his hand. He put his hands over it to because it was so sore um, from the pain, and he's holding his toe. And then all of a sudden, it just healed, and all the pain went away. And he was like, oh "My gosh, what was that?" So he ran back up the mountain to find out what the, what happened. And while he was up there, Jesus came to him, and he said to him, "This is in Ensof. Uh, you're using Ensof. Uh, it's coming through your hands to heal you." And he said that he would give him the teachings, but he didn't have any. <laughs> It's funny because he says he'll give him the teachings, but he doesn't have the time to teach him the whole thing. So he'll give him okay. some of it. And then his brother, Samut, Sanet Kamaru, will give him the rest. Jesus' brother. Yeah, that's Jesus' brother. So, so Jesus, he, okay. he took, you know, he, he vowed, he, he left to go and save the rest of the world or whatever <laughs> he was up to because he was, you know, he's a busy guy. I mean, so I'm busy with my other 12 disciples. You yeah. can chat to this Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because we all, all we're praying for is like Ferraris and like, uh, you know, all of these things. So, I mean, Jesus is busy running around, you know, trying to sort out like all these materialistic like wants from all of it. But, you know, he has no So, time. just a quick question before you carry on there, Will. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming this year, uh, this was back in the 19, 1920s, eh? So, yeah, both, yeah, yeah. Both, both spirit forms uh, that this, that uh, Dr. Usui saw these spirits. So, this kind of, before you carry on the story, sorry, man. This almost relates back to the theory that when, uh, according to some uh, to some people or to some to some belief, that when Jesus was on the cross, he never died. He was taken off, and then he made his way with Mary Magdalene across to India, where he carried on with his work. 
because apparently there's a there's a, a a graveyard with Mary's body there and all sorts of stuff. So this kind of relates to that what you're talking about now. So anyway, yeah, and he also so apparently he also made it. He went to Japan. I know there's a whole bunch of like stories of him being in Japan, but anyway, we won't go into yeah. that now. Okay. But I mean, he yeah. I, I think Jesus when he said he came to on the mountain, I'm sure it was in like spirits or something. Or, or whatever. I don't think it must it have been. But um, and that's probably why Jesus was busy because it was the World War Two or whatever. Or was it was World War One. Was it World War Two? <laughs> World so War One, yeah. It was World War One. So like, but you know, busy. He's busy out there. He's probably on the front line there. Um, Jesus, you know, helping out there. So that's why he's probably busy. But um, so he's so so old. Uh, Yusui, he sits up there on the mountain for a year, learning from um, Kamara, which is quite interesting. Yeah, so he stays there for a year. It was just quite interesting because I just learned from three days. <laughs> it took him a year. Well, maybe you know, one of us, one of them had to do it. To like, yeah. I think it's also a transfer of energy because I, I remember in the courses there was always these attunements that they kept doing to like, um, so, you know, obviously there's a transfer of energy. So I think he went up there at the mountain for a whole year receiving all of that um, yeah. to pass it on to everyone else. So, he, but then he came down the mountain and then he was scared when he came down. He was like, oh my gosh, he had a, a like, a, he was nervous. So he, he called on Samet Kamara again and Samet Kamara came and he said, look, I don't know if the world's ready for this. Can you, can I just do a simpler version or like just a little bit of it or something? Because I don't know if the world is ready for it. And Samet Kamara took a, uh, you know, a while to think about it. And then he said, yes, okay, cool. We can do that. But then you're going to have to call it something else can't call it insophic or whatever the whatever you want to call it so so and so he came up with the word reiki because it's about energy and it's it's about the rays of insoft and so he came up with the word reiki so that was like so he came down and he started performing that on people and he was very successful and he uh he got quite a big following and people actually started like um worshiping him which he was like a humble person and you know it was about god and he didn't want any of that so I think he was quite correct in, in doing that because imagine if he got the full package and he came down and just like, you know, maybe people would have been thinking he was Jesus returned or something, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so so time went on and it got past, I don't know, it, 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 basically it got past to like lots of different people. And, and then obviously as, you know, everything in life, like it got diluted and people start going like, you know, adding their little two cents on there and they came from this tradition of yoga or whatever and they thought, okay, well, Maybe I'll put this in the meditation and I'll put this like, and then you added things on and took things off and started like, you know, making it different. So it lost its, it lost its potential. It's like its full potency. Yeah. And then in 2003, they, um, the, the modern went back to basics, went back to <laughs> basics and they released the esophageal mm -hmm. healing, which is, so the main Reiki that came out from him, uh, UC was, was Jakindan Reiki and, so now in 2003, they've released Insophagraki, which was meant to be the, the galactic light that Jesus and Sunet Kamara really wanted to convey to human beings. And this is what is presented as the Insophic Ray healing modality. So the, the normal Reiki was like one light or something. And now this Insophic Ray is supposed to be like, I mean, like, oh, Jesus, I'm not actually the worst student or whatever, but it's like a thousand rays <laughs> or like 3,000 rays more or something okay. like that. And so, so what you're saying that the, the differences between the Reiki schools uh, is that they all got the same basics where you're healing with the with the hands. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just where the power comes from, uh, or where the energy comes from varies. 
Yes. I mean, look, I, I haven't done any other any other um, Reiki classes. I can't actually like I don't know what to relate it to what's different. Okay. But I mean, okay. yeah, but it is healing with the hands and using energy and um, yeah, and it's also uh, it's to bring Angina Riami. This to make people who start living life alive again. To like make so it's basically trying to start reawakening the world to enlightenment and and all of that. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so, yes, I, I went so for a Reiki. A uh, I went for a Reiki healing once. Uh, this is probably going back about nine, ten years ago. Uh, there was a place here in Durban called Overport, and there was a lady that was doing uh, the healings. I was actually I worked at Overport City, so they were literally downstairs, and I'd always heard about this Reiki. They used to come in for coffee quite often. And they said to me, oh, no, no, I must come try it. Uh, I think it cost me like 400 bucks then to do it. Um, and I thought, ah, because I, I, I'm always skeptical of these type of things. I'll, I'll be honest. I went and I paid my 400 bucks. She made me lie down on a bed. It was like a, a similar to, you know, those massage beds, those hard beds. Yeah, with a hole in the front. The front. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, yeah, I didn't lie my back uh, on my I mean, stomach. Like if I was you didn't know what massages were, you might be like, oh, what is for? <laughs> Just, but luckily I didn't have to take my clothes off, but uh, <laughs> so she just had to take my shoes and socks off, which I did. And then I lay on my back and then, um, I don't know, she kind of, she did some stuff. Wait, 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 and... Sorry, before people think I'm racist, I'm thinking about, when I said like it must be for Africans, I was judging by the, the, the size of the hole in that bed. <laughs> Yeah, then you lie the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. You walk into a you, your head's supposed to. Your head's supposed to go through the hole. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like I'm just saying, you walk into a bed. Oh, okay, see you, say, you don't know which side of the bed. You don't know which where your head's supposed to go. Oh, shit. Okay. But anyway, so she was doing some uh, something with her hands, and then she she kind of like rubbed the hands together, and she was saying something, and then she like kind of started my head. And then she was like moving down. She wasn't, she never touched me. It was always probably about 10 centimeters roundabout uh, above the body. And then she would like kind of move up and down. And I thought, ah, fuck this. This is, like, I was like laughing to myself in my head. I thought, what a lot of fuck. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, she said to me uh, after, I think it was about 20 minutes. And uh, she did that. And she said, mentally and spiritually, you balanced. Physically, you out. I'm like, what? Because I'm in, I'm in gym daily, dude, every day. I don't believe that. Then she said, I'll leave you alone for about five minutes. When she went out, dude, my body boiled. It felt like I was in the desert. It was so freaking hot, and there was no aircon on there to change it too hot. <laughs> okay. I just, I could feel the heat coming off my body, dude. It was, uh, uh, after that, I believe. I thought, okay, there's definitely something to this because. Uh, honestly, I thought it was a lot of crock. Uh, I went in with a mindset that this is a lot of shit. I just thought, uh, I'll, you know, I'll pay the bucks. These guys are good supporters of mine. They used to come in for coffee every day. So let me just support them a little bit. And it, 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 it worked. Eh? That stuff was, I was hot, dude. I was really, really hot. So that was, that was an eye opener because it was something, I mean, most people go for those things because they might be spiritually out or, you know what I mean? But she said to me, no, 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 you, spiritually and mentally, you're fine. It's your physical, which I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense to me. But uh, hey, 
Yeah, because I went, I went because I, you know, I felt I was spiritually out of line. <clears throat> so the first time, I don't, I don't know if I, you know, got any more alignment after that. I couldn't really tell, but, but yeah, that's cool, man. I'm glad you had a cool experience like that. So did you ever go back? Did anything get solved or like did you? Did no, you nothing, heal? nothing. No, nothing else. <laughs> it just was there any I mean, problems go, before that that you could? Like, I, I, not that I knew of. I I didn't ha- I didn't go for anything specific. It wasn't like I thought, hey, I've got lower back problems. Let me go and try and sort that out. I just thought like, I'll give it a bash, see what it's all about, and you know what I mean. Go from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. That's also like when she was doing the first reiki thing. The first few times, the first two times she was doing it, she kept on saying her hands are so cold she can't break through my layers or something because i'm like too protective i put up all these layers you can't get to them it's like too it's like i put up the shield of ice and i and i just was like you know well that's just that you can't just say this to people because like you can't really like not, not getting it right and then you just make up this bullshit to try and like you know something. yeah like the, the best thing this is the best thing when i go see like a spiritual person i'm trying to get like insights of like my life or whatever and then they like they say to me like you know it's a whole hour session and then at the end of it, they just go like yeah well the answers are within you 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 I hate when people and, say and, that. and I'm like they're not I just paid you nine hundred bucks that to come to <laughs> tell me and you telling me that it's inside me like I, I, I meditate like four hours a day I can't find the answers that's why I came to you now now you're telling me it's inside me and like and I got to pay you nine hundred bucks like, that, that's like I'm like you fuckers you just like. Like a little con artist. <laughs> uh, but I mean, of course, yeah, it's within us. I mean, of course. But like, that's why I come to you because I can't get it out of me. I'm going <laughs> you to come and get it out of me. And I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. pay you 900 bucks to tell me something. Like, yeah, just in case, uh, I don't know if we should say this, but for uh, uh, people that aren't in South Africa, I mean, 900 bucks, that's like 900 rand, not dollars. It will be like, imagine Americans hearing 900 bucks. What the hell's bucks? bucks? Yeah, because I mean, Africa's so we're like, trading in cattle. <laughs> I think they used to do as well. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they don't redo. I think bucks, bucks was uh, uh, okay. standard because I remember somebody asked me when I was uh, in America, well, what the hell is bucks? What's like 100 bucks? 100 rand. Money on all. Yeah. Well, why don't you say rand? So that's the same. <laughs> South Africans, we say funny things. <laughs> trade in Libras. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, man. So, so what were you saying? But I think. Yes, but uh, you know, so this this thing actually worked quite. Uh, it worked. It didn't do anything because I wasn't there to do anything. But I could feel the heat. So I'm assuming when when your body's releasing heat, it's it's in a healing process. It's in a healing state, uh, is my my assumption. When your body's like quite hot, and I think this is also when people are sick. You got a fever. It's the heat. The heat uh, is. It shows that your body is in that process of the healing phase. Yeah. I mean, your body's not going to be ice cold when it's busy healing, is it? Yeah. So yeah, I think that was that was very interesting. But I think um, I think it's it's important when people get older, um, when they start having all these issues with their knees and elbows and arthritis and that kind of stuff. I'm sure I'm sure Reiki does does good things for arthritis as well. Yeah, it's supposed to heal like uh, most things. I mean, I don't think like you know if your cartilage is gone in your knee, it'll replace that. And I mean, obviously, miracles happen all the time. That's something, but I mean, that's even without Reiki. Mm-hmm. But the, but yeah, I don't think it does that. Well, yeah, it just maybe so. Like, maybe maybe the inflammation uh, kind of uh, yeah, inflammation and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But also, it, it, it'll it'll also help heal the root cause of that. What's making that like if there's like a imbalance, like 
Because remember, so it's, healing, it's, 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 it's balancing both sides of your hemisphere of your brain. So like any stresses yeah. that you, you're causing yourself internally, that's actually making the, that energetic flow like, like fuck out there. It's like fixing that because you, you're like getting your, your engine, like your brain, like, like uh, back to the default mode and your energy structure within your whole body, like back to default. So that it's, okay. so that it's, uh, so that it's not, you know, those things that are like um, causing those problems of it's stress related, if it's an energy kind of flow, whatever, it's like putting you back to default mode so that you can heal those places. That's what my okay. understanding is from doing the course. Is not my teachers probably going to listen to this and be like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> license away. <laughs> Take that man's license away. <laughs> you didn't understand a word I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is no. that. But I mean, there's there's more. No, no, I'm only kidding. Um, but uh, so that's actually one question I wanted to ask you uh, right in the beginning because I know we were speaking about your your other uh, stuff that you were doing as well with the. We mentioned that uh, some dude was doing a, uh, a remote uh, healing with a with an apple, and you said to me, "No, you did a remote healing with the potato." Oh no, no, it wasn't. A, <laughs> it wasn't a remote healing. That was a, you have to be in person with the potato. Oh yeah, so so uh, that's what I actually wanted to ask. I wanted to see. So if, can you actually do Reiki remotely? Yes, yes. So you can. I, I don't know how can. that would work. I mean, how how would that work? Because I mean, that's, surely that's... you must be with somebody. I don't know. Yeah, well, basically, because we're all in connect, and we're all connected, and everything is connected, and also Insof is all around us. We, all, I mean, we're part of Insof. It's like it's it's uh, in every place, all at the same time. So it's like okay. a matrix grid, or I don't know how you would like say, but it's like that uh, thing about spooky. Um, you know, um, Einstein called that thing where they took the they took that uh, a molecule or like a, a, I don't know what it was, and that molecule, and they split it in half, and they they sense it with the. This was later because there was no there was no um, fiber optics then, but they they can they, I think it was Max Planck or whatever. He separated a, a, a molecule and then like when he stimulated this molecule over here, it would do exact the other molecule would do exactly the same thing, and Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. And now they've actually done it where they've taken the molecule, and they've separated and sent it through fiber optics, for like a hundred kilometers. And then, then they, yeah. they they stimulate this molecule. The same thing happens to the molecule on the other side, and that's okay. to show that it's well, that's a basic like a scientific thing that we all. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of metaf more metaphysical kind of things that happen, but because we all so materialistic driven that we have to have some kind of proof in a scientific way. That's the most scientific thing that has been found to show that okay. we are connected, or even if it's like for a vast distance. So is that not some sort of maybe it was like a remote viewing where where you remotely seeing the person um and you you seeing the person that you're healing? That so must be some sort of remote healing, a remote viewing. Yes, yeah, I think it's something like that, yeah. But it's like there's a whole protocol and there's like a you know, like to do it. And um I also that's the thing, like I thought uh, it's funny because when I went and did the Reiki, I thought it was bullshit just lying there. So when she said she's going to do a remote one, I was like, no, this is the biggest load of shit ever. This is like, like, like <laughs> I was like, this is this is the dumbest thing ever. And and that that thing worked the most. It was the okay. it was the it worked the most. And then I also since then I've been thinking about it. Was it because the first two like unlocked something in me that I could become like physically more sensitive that I could feel that a third one working on me, 
also she said she was sick so it's uh it's weird so because i spoke to my the reiki teacher when she was doing, and i said well how come the the the, the remote the remote one was better than the in-person one. Because I'm thinking, because I learned how to do the remote one, so I can do the remote one now. And I'm thinking, geez, I'm just going to do the remote one even if the person's next door because it worked better on me. So it must, <laughs> must be the most potent one, you know? And she said, yeah. she said, no, 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 you have to. If the persons can come to you, definitely bring them to you. And she says it was because that it was what state of mind that practitioner was in when she was practicing on you. So obviously it was on the third time. As I said, maybe I got more sensitive because she was uh, unlocked it or, or I could feel stronger. I don't know. I got, was Maybe it was working on me more because it was the third time or she was just in a better state of mind because you have to be in a certain state of mind when you're doing it. Like that's the whole, that's what you have to practice like every day. I mean, because okay. I meditate a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour in the evening. Now that I'm a Reiki practitioner, I have to edit, I have to meditate for an hour in the morning now to keep, to be in the, it's the to be totally zen, you know, when you're sure. practic okay. practicing it. So quick question. If you're practicing your meditation and when somebody comes for healing, is your, can your mind wander? So now the reason why I'm asking is because it's difficult as a, as, a, as a standard human being that doesn't really meditate often to even keep focus on what you're doing for more than 30 seconds. So is, is, it, is it imperative that you that you have to stay focused on that person for how, how long is the session normally? An hour. Half an hour? It's oh, an hour, but there's like okay. a whole consultation. Play. It's like probably, probably takes out about an hour and a half to two hours, actually. Because now that I've been practicing okay. it, it's taken like, but it's also because I'm new at it. It's taking about two hours per session. You know, should, They said it should take an hour. But it's a weird because okay. they say that they, you know, you're supposed to do 20 minutes in this area, two minutes in this another area, and then like 20 minutes in an affected area. And then there's this whole life force circulation massage you do afterwards to just, you know, cut off negative energies and circulate the whole system of the whole energetic uh, stuff in the body. It helps. That's when you actually touch the body. Um, and that takes like, you know. So how many genital problems have you had to deal with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, I think that's when I'm out. I'll be like, no, that's just, I'll do that distantly. You stay at home. You know, it depends how hot the individual is. You know, boys or girls, I'm not discriminating. <laughs> yeah, okay. The genitals, that was a joke, guys. The people listening, it's like, you know, not, I'm not a pervert or anything. And, I, and, I, and I'm also into women. The thing about the guys is a joke, okay? Um, <laughs> so um, I was trying to be cool and trendy, and you know how the, guys, the kids nowadays, they, they, don't even, they don't even want a penis, so they got a penis. It's like 20 minutes yeah. in this area, 10 minutes in another area, and then 20 minutes in the affected area. And you, might, you might have even more, so maybe even do more time. And then it's like, and then there's this, the life force circulation massage, which takes about 10 minutes. And also, there's a consultation in the beginning because you've got to figure out what. What what's the wrong? So that usually takes half an hour. And people obviously love to talk. And I mean, like, I'm I, and I'm also talking on my own. I learned that from myself because, like, when I go to a person, I'm like, I talk like for half an hour because you know I just love myself and I just fucking go on about <laughs> like everything and talk so much shit. That's why that's why we started a podcast because you know me and you just can't shut the fuck up. So <laughs> anyway, so like sometimes the. the, the Consultation could even take up to an hour. You know, it depends like how much you know, <laughs> wants to talk about the issues. I mean, shame. Some people are like really like fucked. <laughs> yeah. 
ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุกคนที่ทุก
gets directed to uh, digesting the yeah exactly the, yeah the food in it. so you don't really want you you don't want to be fighting against yourself to try and heal something okay yeah, that's yeah. Interesting. but that's also the thing is that you're not actually doing the healing it's the end of the gray so you directly so it's like you know practitioners like they're not actually they must get away they must get out of the way of themselves so that the healing can take place from god the higher yeah. so you're like the vessel the vessel yeah, so that's the thing so you gotta like really okay. get out of the way okay all right, that's interesting. Oh yes, you, you were saying it's quite expensive. So, so on average, what does it cost to do a Reiki healing? And and I'm assuming there's different. So, on average, why does why would somebody come to you? What's what's the reason? I've got I've got back problem, or I've got lower back issues. Uh, yeah, what would that cost be to somebody that says, uh, uh, "Freaking, can, can you heal people that are that are like paralyzed?" I suppose not, eh? because that's like something completely different. Yeah, that's that's like yeah. Can't, that's that's uh, that's like miracle working stuff but um okay so yeah it's all the same it's all the same except for where there's affected areas the practitioner will go and spend more time on those areas okay. actually don't you actually and spend cost? you spend more time on two other areas of the body but like like one third of the time you actually spend on the affected areas okay and the cost is two thousand five hundred rand per session and then if okay. the, you know the, the three sessions you're supposed to do three sessions to complete it is a discounted rate of usually 15 to 25 percent in terms of the practitioner okay what is your your reiki thing called is it just uh reiki bar william or it's actually called ananda maya ananda maya.ca.za so oh, that's the thing you sent me on whatsapp the other day yeah which is funny because like i always used to just always be so judgmental of people's website names because like like other people in the mystery school i'm just like why would you call like the one lady that i see a lot and she does a lot of the classes i can't even remember what her name of her, her site is i can never remember it so i always have to google her name in modern mystery school to find her site and i used to be okay. so judgmental like why the hell would you make a name that no one can i mean I, i'm just bad at names like names. <laughs> but so then but then it came to my name in my my site and obviously all the simple ones were all taken so i couldn't name it like you know like the, healing by wall yeah like very simple <laughs> the healing master the one and only yeah but you know the problem is people people do associate names with things so if you called if you called your thing healing by wall as opposed to an undermire that's is that what you said eh? yeah 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 so you see you nice you got to got it straight away i'm still even battling to say but the reason why is because the lady that designed it I was discussing with her and I was like, every name we came up with it was taken. So she came back and she said, What about Anandamaya? Which is Anandamaya Kosher, which means the bliss body and, you know, uh, Orthodox Hindu uh, Vedic uh, uh, okay. philosophy. Uh, you know, there's like you've got the different layers of the body and, and Anandamaya Kosher. There were different koshas. This is yeah. the bliss body, the bliss sheath okay. or whatever. So that's what it means. Anandamaya. <laughs> okay. So, which, I mean, it sounds it sounds more professional than Will's uh, Healing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Wolves Healing will probably charge you about 200 bucks, uh, 200 bucks uh, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but do nothing. Bring the apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that reminds me. So the, if you do remote, you, so you said you can do remote healing as well. Yes. Remote, All right. Yeah. Uh, is the cost the same still? The no, same, same. Uh, same. Yeah, same. Okay. So there's no difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's pretty interesting. And, and how's it going with that, Will? I mean, how long have you been doing the Nanamaya now? Uh well I started in Andamaya about maybe two months ago. Okay. okay. Um, and how's it going? 
Yeah, well, I'm just uh, it's going very slowly. I mean, I've got my other work I'm doing as well, but it's um, you know, I suppose you've got to yeah, build it up like anything in life. So it's like it's just taking a while to get it out there, you know. Or, yeah, I know, but I know that you you're busy with your forming and that. That's I know that takes up a large chunk of your life. So, but that's quite cool. If eventually you could maybe just you know um, swap it over, so that would be you'd probably be doing an undermire maybe I don't know one every two weeks if that to be lucky if that becomes your your main because I know you, your your whole idea is to heal people. I know you've been saying that for quite some time, and that's 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 very um, that's cool. That's very lucky of you. So I know you'd probably prefer to do that than have to go run around shoot uh, with bloody Oh shoots. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was exciting when I got into it like twenty years ago as a kid, and I'd be like, "Yeah, oh, cool, really, it's so cool." Oh my gosh, and you watch your name afterwards, and you go to the cinema with your friends, and you're so cool, like what I made. <laughs> yeah, but, but just, I, I can understand because I mean, you're very good at what you do. I'll be honest. I mean, I've I've worked with but, you on, on on some stuff, and you're very good at what you do. But uh, you know, this, I'd I'd really like the the healing thing to to be my thing, um, and maybe just concentrate on one or two projects a year in the film, like industry side of things that I like. I'm really passionate about, you know, instead of just running around from shoot to shoot. And but uh, you know, to be time. actually quite nice is if you could get into if this became your mainstay, your filming could revolve around healing. Well, yeah, I mean, but all, all of, I mean, because uh, I've gone into documentaries a lot, because I used to just do films and TV series. Now now I'm doing documentaries, and uh, all of my things that I'm personally doing are all about well, weird esoteric things. I mean, I've just made the Mermaid of Africa documentary with Netflix made an um, offer on, and the UFA of South Africa, which is you we are part of. Yeah. So that's, uh, and, uh, and the other one was, it's called Clearpoints, The Awakening, which is like, you know, how, how we all awakening to this, our abilities and new kind of esoteric thought and things, you know? So, so yeah, it's definitely going that way. And uh, I can, I can, you know, it'll be married, the two will marry, you know, like I'll, I'll uh, you know, like, cause I've just, the other three documentaries I've just completed, I've just went on, done on, on, on past life regression, which is, uh, I'm just getting edited and I'll, I'm doing one on, on psilocybin mushrooms, which I know has done them many times before, but I mean, people don't actually know the, you know, all, all of these, the psilocybin mushrooms thing is like, it's a bit frustrating because there's so much stuff out there and it's just all so biased on how amazing it is. I mean, I come from a, an addictive background, so I'm not going out taking psilocybin mushrooms. I can't really yeah. experience it and say for myself. But I mean, I took a lot of mushrooms back in my drug days and my, my alcoholic days. Uh, and, and I mean, I always took it with other drugs and and alcohol, so I can't really say it was in a very therapeutic setting. Yeah. But, you know, like interviewing all of these people, I mean, the, out of all of the spiritual people I've been dealing with, they seem like the ones that are probably the ones that are not as, I mean, I don't want to sound, sound self-righteous or better or whatever, because, I mean, obviously you need tons of healing or whatever, but like they feel the ones that need the most, they're the most lost. <laughs> I can say I don't know yeah. how to say it in a nice way, but they don't seem like the most healthy people, like spiritually. Well, maybe, maybe that's why they're on there. They're searching. They're searching like, um, for something. And 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 I mean, some of these lovely stories out there about people having amazing experience and healing and that. But then there's so much weird shit that people have had, like such psychotic like breakdowns and having getting um what is this thing where they they delusional afterwards um psychosis. You know, those stories don't make it to the Netflix and the things like that. I mean, it's like shocking. I mean, there's all these backstreet guys and every every hippie that's had a mushroom trip now they're in Cape Town, they're in the backyard doing, you know, group of fucking psilocybin sessions. They don't even have a clue what they're doing. And it's like fucking people fucking out, you know? 
And um, you don't so, say that because uh, somebody invited me to a, a group that does this stuff here in KZN. Um, and I, <laughs> and they've got a they've got a mushroom ceremony <laughs> coming up in January. They said, "Do I want to go?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I mean, have you done it before?" I don't know, dude. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't that's know. the thing. Like you don't, uh, and and you know, the, the mystery squad part of it. They 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 say that you, it's it's not good because it really expands your chakras to like extents that you can't handle, and like it's really damages your spiritual and and uh, energetic structures. And and the, and the guy that founded the mystery school, I mean, he went on like he took mushrooms, but he went like he prepared for it for like three years or something. And like that's what shamans in the in the Amazon and that they would be the ones taking these things to bring back the message yeah. for the the people. It's not like he just started just giving it to fucking everybody in the tribe. And they would yeah. be going, they would be studying like how to do it for like, you know, 20 years of their life before they started dealing, like taking ayahuasca to know, you know, how to bring the message back and the right message and not getting entities attached to them and fucking out psychologically. And, you know, it's like, it's such a yeah. fad now and people don't understand how fucking dangerous it is. And this is the documentary I'm making because, you know, everything you see out there is like this, like it's the most amazing and don't get me wrong, look, there's been some really great successes and some really great stories and everything, but, you know, you've got to be careful because you might not be that fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you might have a lot more people that you need to uh, heal, right? And you, and you need the... <laughs> the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring me some business. <laughs> Go take them <laughs> Get the business in, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, some of the stuff yeah, probably can't be, uh, can't be reversed. And like the... Um, you've got to have someone that knows what they're doing. You have to have like someone that's really, really professional or do, or do the other, all of the other stuff, like take, you know, cause everybody thinks it's a silver bullet and it's like, it's, it's not a silver bullet. It's uh, people still say that they're still integrating from it for years after they've done. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, you know, people must be careful. For themselves. Yeah. Careful. But um, anyway, so yeah. So anyway, so, geez, what a long story to tell you about the documentary. So yeah, I'm making all these spiritual documentaries now. That's my own thing. Anybody out there listening that wants to invest in a spiritual documentary, I need money. I'm doing these things on my own. And um, Netflix <laughs> has just made an offer on the three I've already completed. So maybe out there listening, bring bring the bucks. I'll give you a, a Reiki session. I'll throw out a Reiki session as well. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dudes. Open those wallets, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, cool. No, nah, like that. But um, no, nah, that's awesome, man. And uh, uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely link to your uh, Ananda Maya. Uh, on our page and our podcast as we come out, which I so what's an anandamaya.com? Yeah, I see it as it. Okay, cool. Well, let us know how it goes, Will. But cool. uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's it. That's it for uh, for our session uh, today. We definitely do want to bring in there's that guy that you wanted to uh, talk to that had that Jesus experience. Yeah, shame, man, because that's actually what we wanted to do um, today. But he, today. Uh, his yeah, daughter had um, energitis and has a brain. She's in a coma, shame, so he couldn't yeah, make shame. it on. But we all... But yeah, hopefully we can get him on soon, yeah. Yeah, I hope his daughter's okay. We'll get him on. But um, okay, okay, cool, Lee. So we'll see you next week. Yeah, fantastic. And thanks for everybody for listening. We've gone over a thousand... Uh, downloads which is awesome thank you guys from around the world for supporting us and i hope you continue to do so and again you can find us anywhere from google podcast to um amazon podcasts to just youtube we're going to be start loading the youtube videos as well that will come through probably in the next month we'll start uploading all of them but thanks again guys and um yeah we'll see you next week have a fantastic week